Hello and welcome to this message from the river. We hope that this message from Pastor Billy Pate inspires and challenges you towards a greater relationship with Jesus Christ. Now let's join Pastor Billy Pate for another exciting message. You say come to the If you have your Bibles, go ahead and open those up and turn with me to Psalms chapter 119. That's where I'm going to take uh, my text from this morning, Psalm chapter 119. And for today, I'm going to be in verses 11 through 18. Today, I'm going to begin a new series. It's called Living a Principled Life. Living a Principled Life. Over the next uh, actually, over the next several weeks, I'm going to walk us through some key principles uh, that will help you in your life if you will acknowledge them and will walk in alignment with them. You know, we have to walk in alignment with God's Word. We have to walk in alignment with His path for us if we want to receive the blessings that, that are in His Word and, and promises that He has made. Our goal is to give you a number of life-applicable principles that will help you unlock God's best for your situation and discover His provision and His protection in the process. I want God's best for my life. I want God's best for your life. And I know you do as well. Amen? Amen. And so God has established a number of different principles throughout His Word. It's just full of great principles that uh, teach us how to walk in harmony, to walk in harmony with God, with His plans, with His purpose, and uh, when we do that, when we walk in alignment, when we walk in harmony, those, that protection and that provision is automatically released in our lives. And so first I want to talk to you just a little bit about the pattern and the purpose behind living a principled life. And then we're going to kind of get into some points this morning that will be some practical things that you can kind of take with you. The pattern is this. Every precept... Or command, when we talk about a precept, we're talking about a command. So it's the do nots, it's the thou shall do, you know, those kinds of things. Those are commands or precepts. Every one of those in God's Word relates to a principle that we should live by. Every command, every precept relates to a principle that we should live by. Each of those principles originate from the person or the character of God. And so what God's trying to do is not only align us with His ways, He's trying to align us with who He is. He's trying to make us into His image and and form us into His character and mold us into what we want to be, what we're striving to be. God gives us a directive, He gives us a command, He gives us a precept, and that is related to a principle. And when we follow that principle... We walk in harmony with the person and align ourselves with the character of God. Our goal should be and is to conform our lives and ways to the person of God. We want to look like, act like, talk like Jesus Christ. We want His example to be our way of living, our way of life. Romans 8.28 says this, it's a well-known scripture, it says, and we know that all things work together for good to those who love God, to those who are called according to His purpose. Now what is the key when you read that and you think, now 
I've not always seen that show up in my life. I've not always seen that happen. I mean, not everything that I've experienced has seemed to really actually work out for the good of those that are called and according to the purpose of God. I'm trying to walk with God. I'm trying to serve God. What is the key to that? Well, you got to read on a little bit before you truly understand the key to cracking that pattern or that provision in your life. And it says this in verse 29. It says, For whom he foreknew, he also predestined to be what conformed to the image of his Son. The key to being, uh, to, to, to verse 28 all things working together for good, is that we are conformed to the image of His Son. It goes on to say that we might be the firstborn among many brethren, that that our pattern for living that we follow in Christ should be the example that others can live by so that they can do the same thing and unlock the provision and protection of God in their own lives. And so that should carry on, not just with us and end with us, but it should start with us and spread through other people that we have contact with. And so he says, look, if you want all things to work together for good, you've got to conform to my image. You've got to be like me. You've got to fit your life into the patterns and the principles that I have established because they mirror who I am. And if you'll be like me, then I promise you things will work out better for you in your life. That's not to say that things won't come against you, that you won't have problems from time to time, or that you won't face some difficulties. But when you do face them and when you do come against trouble, you're going to have a pattern or a principle in which to deal with it and how to escape it, how to get through it. How to find yourself on the other side. Now listen, I want to say this because I caught myself there. I don't want us to think that just because we follow God's principles that we always escape trouble. Because not all of it is about escaping. Some of it is about weathering the storm and going through it. Because like I said earlier in the offering, there's a gap there between our sowing and faithfulness and our reaping that God tests us and tries us and makes us better and makes us stronger and makes us more full of faith. And so when we go go with the principles of God, that process is completed and that process is fulfilled in our lives. Romans 12, 2 also says this. It says, Do not be conformed to the world, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind that you may prove what is the good and acceptable and perfect what will of God. What is the will of God? So conforming to the image of Christ and His ways, the image of Christ, verses 29 in Romans 8, His ways, verse 12, or verse 2 in chapter 12, Help us to find the perfect will of God. His personality is what we're taking on. We're taking on Christ's personality and Christ's ways. Walking, talking, acting like Jesus Christ. Not just in church, but everywhere. Somebody say everywhere. Everywhere. Our conformity to Christ and His ways is what provides for us an ease of operating in this life. Again, I'm not saying that life's going to be easy but it's easier with God than it is without God. It's it's so much better with God's principles applied in your life than it is without those principles applied in your life. You're not going anywhere without God. You need His help. And so it provides an ease of operating in this life. His patterns and principles help us operate in harmony with His universal laws. When we walk in harmony with those laws... There is a particular ease that comes with that. I'm not struggling as much. 
I'm not finding difficulty. And even if I'm in a difficult situation, when I do it God's way, there's a peace that comes with it. There, there's a help that comes with it. His Spirit is there to help me walk through it. When I try to do it without God, I, I forfeit the peace, I forfeit His Spirit in the process, and I forfeit His presence, and I try to do it on my own. It's a difficult thing to try to do it on my own. We're not fighting against... Here's the goal, is that we don't fight against the universal process, but we're working with it. Have you ever felt like the universe is plotting against you? Anybody? Have you ever felt like the universe has plotted? It seems like everywhere I go and everything I do that the universe has plotted against me. It's been scheming and now it has formulated a plan to attack me and keep me at bay. Anybody ever felt like that? Of course you have. Everybody's felt like that. You've had some down weeks and some down months. Some of you had some down years. And uh, you've had some trouble along the way and it felt like that everything was working against you. If that's happening, then there's probably one of two things that are happening in that situation. The first thing is, you could be under attack spiritually, right? I mean, that's a real thing. You could have the enemy bringing opposition and pressure against you. That, that's a real thing that happens. And the more you try to serve God, there's, there's going to be some attacks that come against you spiritually because the enemy wants you to go back to the way you were. He doesn't want you to grow. He doesn't want you to develop. He doesn't want you to become more than what you currently are. And so if he can put some pressure on you and keep you down and keep you uh, discouraged, then he will do that. And so that's a real thing. The second thing, and I think probably the most prevalent thing, is that oftentimes we find ourselves transgressing a principle in God's Word and we're fighting against a pattern and a plan that He has for our lives. And I would say that most of the time, it could be both, but most of the time it is the latter rather than the former. It is oftentimes that we are not understanding or comprehending principles that are keeping us from really releasing the provision and the protection of God. If you don't believe that God wants to protect you and provide for you, you're in the wrong place. I mean, the reason you come to church, one of the reasons you come to church is because you believe that He's a good Father that He's a good God and He wants to do good things in your life and you're trying to connect with that. And so the key for us is that we learn those principles, acknowledge those principles and operate in conjunction and in conformity with those principles. Most of the time, we transgress principles either because we don't know them or understand them or simply choose to ignore them oftentimes, rather than it being the result of the enemy actually launching an attack against us. We blame the enemy oftentimes for things that are our own fault. I'm sorry, did that offend? Didn't mean to offend, I'm just trying to help somebody, because here's the deal, what I find in my own life is I like, because I'm Pentecostal, right? I mean, everything's spiritual, right? I mean, I got a cold, the devil's coming against me. It's not because the pollen's going crazy outside and, and allergies are at all time. It's the devil. I know it's the devil. I mean, that's just our Pentecostal way, right? Because it's easier to blame the devil than it is to take responsibility for myself. Oh, my goodness. Is, is that, did I say that? I didn't mean it. It's the truth. It's easy for us to blame the enemy than to take responsibility for what we're not doing or what we should be doing. And so the truth is, a lot of times, it's not the enemy. 
It's just the fact that we're ignoring some of God's principles and we're fighting against the universe. We're fighting against His laws. We're fighting against His harmony and we're having discord in our lives and we don't understand why. And God's saying, if you'll align yourself with me and my ways, if you'll get in the Word and understand what's applying here and what's not being affected here uh, properly, then it'll all be okay. Let me give you an example. If If you're experiencing a negative atmosphere in your life, but all that ever comes out of your mouth are negative declarations. It is not the enemy creating that environment for you. It is you creating that environment because you're ignoring the principle that life and death is in the power of the tongue. And so we're creating our own world there. The entirety of Psalm 119, go there with me, is focused on God's Word. It's focused on His commands, His precepts, His principles... And I would encourage you over the, the course of the next few weeks, it's probably, it's a, I think it's the longest chapter in the Word of God. But the entirety of it is talking about those things and how important it is for us to, uh, to, to follow the Word of God and His ways and His statutes and His principles and His precepts. And so I encourage you to read it in conjunction with this series. But let's go there to verse 11. It says, Your Word I have hidden in my heart that I might not sin against you. Now let me stop there for a second and I want to address sin. Sin is not always about transgression, although that's included in sin. Sin is about missing the mark. Sin is about falling short. And so sin is not always an active engagement in wrongdoing. Sometimes it's an active enga- it's, it's a lack of engagement in doing right. In other words, there's the sin of omission where I know to do right and I don't do it. Or even I don't know to do right and I don't do it. It, We're responsible for what we know and what we don't know, amen? We're responsible. God's given us His Word so that we can learn it. And He says, hide this in my heart that I will not sin against God. And so we're responsible for what we know and also for what we don't know. We've got to learn those things. And so there's the sin of omission. I don't do right because I don't know or I'm just not engaged or I'm approaching it passively. And then there's the sin of commission where I actually do things that I know are not right. Both of those are sin. Both of those things will hinder us and keep us from from doing what God has called us to do. And this is what he says in verse 11. I've hidden the word in my heart so that I don't do that. So that I don't know what I don't know. I've hidden it in my heart so now I'm aware. Now I know how the life around me is supposed to function. Now I know how to respond to certain situations. And I know what I'm supposed to do with what's been given to me by God. He goes on to say in verse 12, Blessed are you, O Lord, teach me your statutes. How can God teach us His statutes if we never crack the Bible? How can God teach us His statutes if we only come to church on an occasion? Even coming to church is not enough. If you come to church every time the doors are open... You need more principles applied to your life than what I'm perhaps going to address in the weeks and months to come. I have you 52 weeks a year if you come every Sunday. 52 times. Well, there's more in God's Word than what I can give you in 52 times of us coming together. And so you need that steady diet of the Word of God. It says in verse 13, With my lips I have declared all the judgments of your mouth. I have rejoiced in the way of your testimonies as much as in all riches. I like the word way there. Your way, His ways, 
His ways are the, what we're trying to discover. I will meditate on your precepts and contemplate your ways. I will delight myself in your statutes. I will not forget your word. Amen. Confession. I mean, the truth is, all of us are like this, but I do this myself. I know what the word says about certain areas. I know what God tells me to do about certain areas, and then sometimes I just decide to check out on them. Anybody else? I mean, you know, you're going along here and you know what the principle is. You know how it applies to your life and you just suddenly check out of it. And then you have to get beat down a little bit. You have to get shook a little bit. And then suddenly you're like, oh yeah, well, the principle is this and I need to be applying it in this area. Let's not forget his word. Deal bountifully with your servant that I may live and keep your word. Open my eyes that I may see wondrous things from your law. God's word is meant to help you, not to hurt you. It's not meant to keep you down, but to set you free. Amen. The writer of this Psalms understands the power of following God's principles and precepts and knows that it leads to a better life. Andy Stanley in his book, and it's a great book, you ought to pick it up. It's called Choosing to Cheat. And he says this, principles are powerful things. In the same way gravity affects everything around the earth, a principle influences everything in your personal universe. Whether you are aware of a principle or not, it still applies. I'll say that again. Whether you're aware of a principle or not, it still applies. You can ignore it or you can leverage it. But either way, it goes right on affecting your world. You can break a rule, but you can't break a principle. However, if you fail to observe a principle, you can break yourself against the principle. It goes on to say this. Another thing a principle does is it exposes our attitude toward our Heavenly Father. It exposes our attitude toward our Heavenly Father. And so a principle may upset you. It may offend you. You may not like that principle, but it will not lie. It will tell the truth about your attitude towards God and your Heavenly Father. Psalm 119, 104 says this, Through your precepts I get understanding. Therefore I hate every false way. Your word is a lamp to my feet and it is a light to my path. Again, the way. God is trying to give you the way to live life. He's trying to give you the path to live the best life that you can live. Hosea 4 and 6 says this, My people perish for a lack of knowledge. They're destroyed because they don't have the knowledge. We struggle, why? Because we don't have the knowledge and don't apply the principles of God. And so I'm going to give you three things that a principle will do for you. And then over the next several weeks, we're going to be talking about specific principles and things that you can apply to your life that will help unlock provision and protection for you. First thing is this. Positively or negatively, principles affect your world. Positively or negatively, principles affect your world. We all understand, everybody in this room understands that there are forces that are at work in the earth, right? I mean, there are just some laws that are at work in the earth. Gravity is a force that is at work in the earth. Whether you acknowledge gravity or not, it is still at work. <laughs> Whether we believe in it or not, doesn't change the truth that it exists and it is a force that has an effect on your life. Whether we honor it or not doesn't change the fact that it is a real force and it has an effect on you. If you go up to the top of a 10-story building 
and you stand on the edge and you say, I don't believe in gravity, and you jump off. It still affects your life. Don't try that at home. Don't leave out of here and test me in this, please. Because it will have an effect on you. For sure. We know that. We understand that. But when it comes to God's Word, sometimes we treat those principles as though they're just optional or they only apply if we believe in them. There is a truth that is a standard that exists outside of whether we believe it or not. If you go up to that same 10-story building and you run along the edge of that building carelessly, your refusal to honor the law of gravity may cost you your life. You may live, but it's still a foolish thing to do. And when we ignore God's principles, we may survive that, we may escape that, but it's still a foolish thing to do. We may not always come out unscathed. And I think the more we know and the more we're responsible for the truth that we have been invested with, the the more we put ourselves in a position that when we transgress those laws or ignore those laws, we're more even accountable uh, to the effects of those laws. It may cost you your life. Life is obviously going to be better and longer if you acknowledge the law of gravity. Right? And so life is better and more fulfilled the more we acknowledge biblical and life principles and the more we accept them rather than reject those principles to guide our lives. You can acknowledge them or you can reject them. But the fact is they are guiding your life regardless. You can ignore them and suffer the consequences or you can leverage them and use them to your advantage. God is saying to you, look, I'm telling you how to get ahead. I'm telling you how to have an advantage in this life. I'm telling you what to do to leverage your life and make it work for you rather than work against you. Principles affect your world in a huge way. Your response to them creates the path for your life and the outcome of your life. We want to make sure that we acknowledge them, leverage them in order to create a positive environment in which we can thrive. You create, I create the world that I live in. You create the world you live in, I create the world that I live in. And the more we line ourselves up with God's principles and ways, the better off that world is going to be. The second thing that I want you to take away this morning is a principle reveals your attitude toward God concerning that issue. A principle reveals your attitude toward God concerning that particular issue. It says that I trust Him or I don't. It says I believe His word on this subject is true or it isn't true. It also says where He stands in regards to my priorities. Where does God stand in regards to my priorities? If I trust Him and I trust who He is, then I always want Him to be number one in every area of my life. Not just some of them, but in all the areas of my life. And any area that He's not number one or central to in my life, I'm saying that I don't necessarily trust Him in that particular area. I don't have confidence that His ways are best in that particular area of life. Let me give you an example of a principle at work. A principle, the principle of honesty. Let's look at that. Exodus chapter 20 tells us to do not lie, do not cheat, and do not steal. Those are precepts, right? The do nots are the precepts. They're based on the principle of honesty. 
That principle of honesty is based on the person and the character of God. He is true, and the Bible tells us that He is the way, the truth, and the life. That's who He is. If I disregard the principle of honesty, and I say, well, I'm going to cheat on my taxes this year. It's tax time. Everybody loves that. And I'm going to, I'm going to cheat on them. I'm going to lie. I'm going to lie about my income. I'm going to hide some things. I'm going to lie. I'm going to lie on my job report. Uh, the quarter was down, but I don't want the boss to know that, so I'm going to bump that up a little bit. I'm lying on that area. Or I go home and I steal a bunch of office supplies from my job. Whatever it is that you're lying and cheating and stealing about, what I'm really saying there is that I don't really believe in honesty. I really don't believe in the character of God, and I don't believe that His character is the best for me. That's what I'm saying. I'm saying that my ways of operating are wiser and better than His are. And I can do on my own better than I can do with Him. In essence, what I'm doing is I'm choosing to remove myself from His pattern of life in this area, and I'm developing my own pattern. I'm saying His way is not the best way. I got a better way. I know how to get to where I want to go faster than God can get me there. And so I'm not going to acknowledge this particular principle in this particular area. Rather, I'm going to reject that part of who God is. I'm going to develop my own way of living in that area, and I'm going to do it my way. I choose to remove myself from His pattern in that area and I develop my own. I'm saying that I don't have to submit to His ways. I'm saying that I can circumvent them and I can get there faster and better than I could with Him. Can I just tell you today, and I think you all know this in this place, that you cannot get there faster and better without God? You may, it may seem like a shortcut, but it's a trap. It's a trap. Turn to your neighbor and tell him it's a trap. It's a trap this morning. It's a trap. The enemy is trying to bait you into a trap. He's trying to get you off path. He's trying to get you uh, separated so that he can bring an assault against you and an accusation against you. And if you have gone out from under God's canopy of authority in that particular area of life, you are fair game to the enemy. You have no protection over you. What I find is that there's a tr- the truth about what we say oftentimes, the truth about what we say we believe, is revealed in what we actually do. You know, I could pass a, a, a test around and probably everybody would get the answers right. So we know what to do, but sometimes we just don't do what we're supposed to do. And oftentimes there's just this disconnect. I find, and you do too, that many times in this world and even among the church that what we say we believe and who we say we believe in is not lived out in our actions. There's a separation between what we say and what we do and that cannot be. There has to be... Our journey with God is about narrowing that gap. Your journey with God, your walk with God, your growth in God is about narrowing the gap between what you say you believe and what you live out in belief. And the closer those things get together, the less gap is in between them, the more mature we are in Christ Jesus. The more conformed to His image we are, the more like Him we are, the more we're acting and talking and walking like Christ. In the end, the way we respond to the principles of God's Word really reveal what we believe and who we believe in. What we really believe and who we believe in. The third thing is this. 
A principle that is regarded and honored will always release provision and protection. Always. That's God's goal, is to get provision and protection to you. And He's telling you how to access that. God's commands are meant to bring you to blessing, not to burden. Let me say that again. Somebody needs to hear that this morning. God's commands for you are not meant to bring you uh, to burden. They are meant to bring you into blessing. God's not trying to put loft... This is His issue with the Pharisees and the Sadducees in the Bible. Is that they didn't understand that the commands were meant to bring to blessing, not to burden. And so what they did is they kept expounding on these. Well, you need to do this, and you need to do this, and you need to do it this way, and you need to do it in this timing, and all this other stuff. And they were adding more and more burdens on it. That's not God's plan. A religious spirit will always add burden. A a relationship with Jesus Christ will bring blessing. His yoke is easy, and His burden is what? It's light. And so it's not meant to be burdensome. And so when we look at the Scripture, and I hear this from young people especially a lot, it's it's all about do not do this and do not do that. No, no, you misunderstand. It's not meant to bring burden on your life. It's meant to release blessing in your life. He's trying to take you somewhere. He's trying to help you get to where you yourself want to go. His desire is to provide the very best for us and keep us from the very worst in life. Bad things are going to happen, but here's the deal. It ticks me off, and I'm sure it ticks you off too, when bad things happen that could have and should have been avoided. I hate it when I find myself in a situation that I myself created. Why did I do that? I know what it was. It wasn't me. It was the devil. That's what it was. It's that devil again. No, it's you. It's me. We did it. We caused our own problem. Ignoring God's way will always bring unnecessary trouble on our lives. Why is that? Because we step out from under His covering and when we do that, we are exposed to the curse of sin and the effects of sin as a result. Let me say that to you again because you need to hear it. Why does uh, sometimes uh, bring, we find ourselves being brought upon ourselves unnecessary trouble in our lives, it's because we step out from under His covering. And when we do that, when we step out from under God's covering, we expose ourselves to the curse of sin and the effects of sin as a result. We have no shield. You know, the Word of God says He is a shield and buckler. When we do that, we have no shield. We've set God aside and we've stepped out right in plain sight of the enemy and said, here I am. Shoot your arrows at me the best way you can. And we just take them on. But if we'll stay under God's canopy of protection, if we'll stay under God's authority, the authority of His Word, if we'll walk according to His ways, then He will shield us from the attack of the enemy and He will keep us from the curse of sin and the effects of that curse. Sin has one aim, and that is to kill, steal, and destroy. But God's goal is to bring an abundant life to you. God's principles lead you to provision and provide you with protection. They keep you under the canopy of His authority and in the godly pattern that He has established for you. Turn with me real quickly to Romans chapter 8. Romans chapter 8 verse 1. It says, There is therefore no, now no condemnation to those who are, say it with me, in Christ Jesus. What is the key? 
in Christ Jesus, you have to live under His authority, in His canopy of protection. Who do not walk according to the flesh, the ways of the world, the mindset of the world, but according to the Spirit, the ways of God, the mindset of God. For the law of the Spirit of life in Christ Jesus has made me free from the law of sin and death. Verse 5, for those who live according to the flesh set their minds on the things of the flesh. But those who live according to the Spirit, the things of the Spirit. we got to set our minds on godly things. He says, for to be carnally minded is death, but to be spiritually minded is what? Life and peace. I want life and peace. Verse 20, for the creation was subjected to futility, not willingly, but because of him who subjected it in hope. Because the creation itself also will be delivered from the bondage of corruption into the glorious liberty of the children of God. The whole point of the scripture is that this. That when we live under Christ, when we live in Christ Jesus according to His ways and His pattern for us, that He protects us from the enemy. And His goal in doing so is to bring us from bondage into liberty. To bring us from corruption into life and peace. That's what God wants for you and that's what God's trying to get to you. God's pattern and plan always leads to His protection and His provision. He desires to give you the best. He desires to give you the best. He shows us in His Word through principles how to get there. The principle of honesty that we talked about, when honored and regarded, it protects us from guilt, from shame, from consequences. It protects us from a cycle of deceit that is destructive and ruins relationships. And this is what it provides for us. It provides for us a clear conscience, a sense of accomplishment, a reputation for integrity, and trust in all your relationships. And so God's principle there is to protect and to provide. Morgan, would you come? Here's the thing. We have to learn and acknowledge the principles of God's word because when we do, God's best will be available to us. You want God's best in your life. You want God's provision and protection released in your life. Over the next several weeks now, I'm going to be taking us through a number of principles. And uh, these are the things that I believe are keys to helping us grow, all of us grow in God. Helping us to really find that life and peace that He promises in His Word. And so I just encourage you to be here. Be faithful to come over the next several weeks. And uh, let's see... If the principles applied and acknowledged and regarded don't start to have an effect on your life. They won't immediately. There's going to be a gap of faithfulness there. A season where you have to be faithful to honor the principle. But I promise you if you will be faithful to honor the principle for a season of time, you will find that it releases a harvest of life and peace in your situation every time. The principles that we're going to talk about in your response to them is creating the world that you're living in. And they reveal your heart toward God and they show you areas that we all need to grow. So our goal is to let God help us all conform to His pattern and to the image of His Son. We hope you have enjoyed and been encouraged by this message. We'd love for you to join us at the river on Sunday mornings at 9.45 for Sunday school and at 10.30 for morning worship. We also provide our midweek service for all ages on Wednesdays at 7 p.m. If you'd like to support the various ministries at the river, please go to our giving tab.
We would love for you to visit us at 1110 South Preston Street in Burkrenet, Texas. And as always, we encourage you to come experience life with us at the river. Till I found myself.